six, five, four, three, two, one, fire. Greetings, Earthlings. We have now taken over your radio. Ignition. Yes, it is a Trap Chat Alley-Oop Special Edition Season Opener, Home Opener. Man, the Raptors took on the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm here with Mikey Charlie. My name is Illicit. How's it going, man? You good? How's the game? I'm good. I'm I'm downtown right now. I'm just cruising the streets. It's a little bit chilly, but uh, I'm happy. Came away with the victory. I mean, I think pretty much everybody was expecting that. Uh, 116-104. Can't complain. Yeah, man. To be honest, it was a it was a good game. They they played really well the first three quarters. The last quarter, eh, I don't know. Maybe they were getting tired or whatever. But it wasn't as good as the first three. That's for sure. Yeah, game one. You know, uh, Cleveland squad signs uh, one. You know, a certain guy that caused havoc amongst you know for the Raptors. <laughs> yeah. Of course, course, I'm talking about J.R. Smith. Of course. Well, who else is talking about? Yeah. <laughs> no. Of course not. Of course not. You know, there's one guy named LeBron James. You know, but anyways. Um, yeah, for the first three quarters, they had a pretty good showing. I liked what I saw from the team, especially Kawhi and uh, Kyle Lowry. You know, they, especially Kyle Lowry, actually. I, I will say that he looked in pretty good form. Um, he's making some good passes. As well, I, I'm going to shout out JV, too, man. JV held it down. He had a pretty good game. Um, he, he, had, he had shades of Arvidas Sabonis. Okay. He saw that baseline uh, no-look pass that he sent to the throwdown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So overall, I mean, it was a, it was a good start to the season, solid. Um, I wasn't, I mean, it wasn't super spectacular, but it was enough to get the job done. Obviously, there's things need to work out and comfortable, you know, levels of uh, comfort they need to still sort out a little bit. But as a raw unit, you know, especially with obviously Kawhi being the premier player and new to the squad, they're looking good. Yeah, man. So I'm here with Mikey Charlie. He's usually here in the studio with me, but today, because it's a special day, he's down at the Scotiabank Arena. You know how hard it's going to be for me to start yep. saying the Scotiabank Arena? You know, they did a, yeah. a, a wide-angle yeah. shot in the beginning of the game, and it looked really yeah, weird overview. looking at the top of the arena and not seeing the, the, the Air Canada Leaf. It's crazy. Yeah, the overhead shot was... Kind of strange. It actually felt like a different city with two S's on the top. Almost odd. Rather no. than the, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's a little bit different, for sure. That but, be, you know, that being times said, change. Yeah, that, that being said, times change and, and, and the roster changes. Um, we didn't get to see Greg Monroe tonight, but um, I, I think he already knows what his role is here on the Raptors. How do you yeah, think especially Kawhi on this team. Kawhi, he did, he did well. He did well. Um, again, especially in the beginning of the, the game, I found that he was forcing a little bit. You know, he seems to be still shaking off the rush. Um, you could see that he obviously, you know, wants to get to a rhythm. It took him a little while, but I like what Kyle Lowry did when he had that breakaway layup, but instead of taking the layup, he stopped, make the pass to Kawhi. 
just to get him into a little bit of a rhythm, a little bit of a flow. Yeah, that, that and, was a good play because he know, missed a couple open shots prior yeah. to that. So, like, that's thing. Uh, it's not, like, technically, it's not a good basketball play because if you have the open layup, you're supposed to make the open layup on the grander scheme of things. That was a super intelligent play. I think it was so, just kudos you know, to Kyle Lowry for that. Get his feet wet, you know, a little bit, trying to get yeah. get you know Kawhi a bucket because he had missed a few. So it was about the flow. Yeah, of the and offense, that's why. You know? Yeah, and that's leadership quality right there. You know, those leadership uh, skills at work for Kyle Lowry, realizing you no, know, rather than just getting his own, getting his teammates into the group, and yeah. that will pay off monumentally as a team. Uh, I think you're right. Lowry had a great game. Um, I picked up Lowry on my both two of my fantasy teams this year. I'm, I'm excited about Kyle Lowry and the way he can. He has an opportunity not to just you know be an All Star, which he's you know been pretty much a perennial All Star now for the Raptors. Um, I'm looking at it as more of a leader, like you just said, a, little, a leadership role. It's not just a pass like that. It's just about something, uh, in, you know, that pass is more than just getting uh, Kawhi involved. It's about knowing your teammates and understanding what it takes to get the best out of them. And I think if, if Kyle yeah. Lowry can take that next step, I think, watch out, man. This team is going to be so good. And also, don't forget about the leader of the second unit, uh, Fred Van Vliet. Of he course. also had a really good game. He's following in the same footsteps, you know? The very similar mold he's coming in with, you know? I so, agree. moving I mean, forward, the leadership for the Raptors is looking, looking good. Cool. Um, obviously, DeLon Wright was injured for today's game, but I want to see how he kind of works in with this group as well. You know, Danny Green made mention um, the other day that this is the deepest team he has ever played on. So when oh, you yeah. look at, at DeLon Wright going down and, you know, they have Van Vliet. And, you know, when, when the third point guard is, you know, not accessible, let's say, there's guys like Siakam who have stepped up and, you know, played a bit of the point forward role. What did you think about Siakam's role tonight? Well, Siakam, I love Siakam. I'm a huge Siakam fan. Um, he has so much potential, even in this game. I think you saw a lot of his various skills on display, and his shot is even looking better this season so far. Obviously, it's just one game in, but if he can consistently knock down that three, especially when open, he's going to spread the floor that much more for the Raptors, as well as open up his own game. Agreed. So Siakam just needs to keep doing what he's doing, keep bringing that energy, He's a disruptor. He, his energy disrupts plays. He gets extra rebounds for the team, not necessarily just for himself. Yeah. But as long as he plays with that high motor and continues along his path of development, he's going to be a problem in the future for Rafa's opponent. I absolutely agree. Um, somewhere in the broadcast, someone said that you could look out for Pascal Siakam in, in being the sixth man of the year. And I can see it. Maybe, I don't know, man. Or, or maybe, you know, you know what? I think I, I quoted wrong. I think he said the most improved player of the year. And I, that's yeah. possible, brother. I, I legitimately could see that, you know? See, the thing is with uh, Nick Nurse's plans for switching lineups, it's actually going to be interesting to see how all that type of stuff unfolds. 
especially with the uh, sixth man of the year, because you have to obviously come off the bench for a certain amount of games. So, obviously, for Van Vliet, I'm pretty sure he'll be safe in that range as Lowry's the starter, unless I agree. something drastic happens. But for, you know, um, someone like Siakam, who's going to be most likely in and out of the starting lineup, although he might have, you know, he might put up numbers to be eligible for that, but the amount of games that he starts versus coming off the bench obviously remains to be seen, but he may not even qualify for that. Yeah, fair enough. I hear you. Um, So, looking ahead a bit, because that was a great win, but let's look ahead, because... We have three games in four nights. Coming up, we play uh, uh, a pretty good game. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest here. The, the, the Toronto Raptors and yeah, the like, Boston Celtics are the elite teams in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, no doubt. So I don't know. Recently, over the last week, I was hearing people talking about Philly even having the audacity to put Philly ahead of Toronto. Get Come out on of here, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. But, Not real. Let's be and even, even even the argument the argument of people putting Boston like clearly ahead of the Raptors, I completely disagree with. They're about in my opinion, they're about on par. Obviously, you know, give or take, depending on how some of the players uh, the new additions for both teams you know, they pan out the for you. the team. You know, the, the problem that I see with Boston, and I, maybe it's not a problem, I don't know, is that they have a lot of, of scorers on that team, and I don't know if there's enough ball to go around. Honestly, I, I feel like the Raptors are a much deeper team. I think that they're more dominant down low. Like, who, do, who's, who does Boston have? Baines? Come on. That's a- See that the Come Raptors on, can the Raptors can play. They have the personnel to play all types of different styles. They can play big. They can play small, uh, inside, outside. Uh, you know they're they're a very versatile team. The Raptors uh, with the Celtics, like I agree with you. There's a lot of guys. Remember, Kyrie was out for pretty much half of the season, or at least the back half of the season. Gordon Hayward missed all but five minutes of the season. Uh, in, in his presence, in his absence, I should say, Jason Tatum stepped up. You know, they have other guys, uh, Brown and whatnot. But as you're saying, it'll be interesting to see them all at the same time competing for minutes. Who plays when? Is everyone going to be happy with their roles on that team? You know, so there, Kyrie there's still a lot of question marks. Like, look, they're going to be a great team. There's no question. I just, I don't think that they're better than the Raptors. And, and it's not maybe that if you look at their, you know, their top five guys and you match them up against the top five of the Raptors, maybe they look better. I don't know. But at, when you look at the top 13 guys, there's no comparison. Like, Toronto is so much deeper. There's no fall-off when anybody comes off the second unit, on for the second unit. It's, it's true. I mean... It is true, but remember, you have to factor in their coach. Their coach, uh, Brad Stevens, he's a brilliant he's a mastermind coach. So he, you know, I think Brad Stevens is, can definitely is make up for a lot of yeah, new age Popovich. He make up for a lot of shortcomings uh, in previous seasons when the team wasn't as talented. He still found a way to get probably even more than what was expected of that team. Agreed. So you can't. 
can't you can't undervalue that. In the same breath, though, with our new coach, Nick Nurse, we don't know what to expect. He might be at that same level of no mastermind. He seems to be, he seems to have a solid direction for the team. He's been saying all the right things up till this point. Game one, uh, you know, what he's been doing, what he did in game one was obviously good enough for the win. Uh, analyzing it, I, I think I liked it. So, you know, obviously that's something we'll be monitoring as the season progresses, but Nick Nurse could be, you know, we don't know what Nick Nurse is going to become as a coach. So he might be on that same level too. I hear you. We're, you know, having a, a, a trap chat alley-oop, a special edition. Um, Mikey Charlie's yeah. down at the Scotiabank Game one. Arena. Game one of the uh, of the new season. Maybe the you know probably the most anticipated Raptors season in franchise history. What do you think about that? You agree? For sure, undoubtedly. I mean, I think for the Raptors, the past since they've been making playoffs, the past five seasons has been the most anticipated. Obviously, you know they're trying to build on prior successes, but. Obviously, what cleans the pot this year is the acquisition of Kawhi Leonard, yeah. who is the top three player. Depending on who you ask, top three, top five, top ten. In my opinion, top three player in the league. Agreed. So, uh, yeah, that obviously changes the playing field for the Raptors. A little bit higher expectations, at least in town. Obviously, American media has different takes and different things on things. Uh, you know what? But Come on. I, saw I feel confident in our chance. I saw a play happen today where Kawhi didn't get the call. And I laughed and I said, you know what, Kawhi? Get used to it. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, you're not going to get the same not- calls you got in San Antonio when you're a Raptor. It's not real. And we yeah. all know the NBA. Yeah, he's in the North now. You know, it's almost a conspiracy, I think. Seems like that time. So, did you get a chance to talk to any fans? Did you though? No, I, I got down here kind of late as the game was ending. Uh, it's pretty chilly, so people were making their way. Making their way, yeah. Back to their cars or wherever they have to go. How was the attitude? But, um, everyone seemed pretty happy. Actually, I'm, it's funny, as I was approaching the arena, there's a lot of people already heading to the exit. And like that's not necessarily an abnormal thing, but I just don't understand. Fans, why do you leave the game before the game is finished? And especially when the outcome is still in question. I mean, so I believe it's like a seven, eight point lead. Left. But anything can happen. I, anything can happen no, in, a, in a basketball game. At, at the end of the yeah. day, they, anything can happen. But I think the main reason that people do that is they want to beat the traffic. Downtown Toronto traffic I, is freaking terrible, man. I understand, but for me, I guess I take the game in in a different way. And I just like to be able to applaud the team at the end of the game. I agree. Really see the team finish off, make sure like everything is said and done. I remember there was a game that I went to. And uh, a lot of people were already leaving. I was in the stand, and the game seemed to already have been wrapped up. And the Raptors were actually losing. They were probably down maybe like towards eight points. And the Raptors came back and tied it up, brought it to overtime, and then they ended up uh, winning the game in overtime. But that just goes to show you. And it, and it happens the other way too. But 
this goes to show you, like, it's never over till it's over. I hear you. And, and you know, another way to look at it is, you know, if you pay, you know, $100, let's say, for a ticket on average, I don't know what they cost anymore, but let's yep. say $100. If you spend $100 on a ticket to go to a concert, are you going to leave before the final song? Not me. Why would you? No, well, unless, it's a, unless it's an act that I don't really care for, which I don't know why I would buy the ticket but in that case. I'm trying but to tell you, you spent $100 on part, a ticket. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, I agree with I, you. I mean, I don't everyone has their own reasons, but but for me personally, I would I I stay till the end unless it's like some ridiculous like fifty point blow where the Raptors are on the lower side. I hear you. you know, but uh, hey, but hey, you know, um, uh, I'm so saying that enjoy every moment of of what we're of what we're gonna see this year, this season in. Uh, with the Raptors, you know, so that's what my advice is, fans. I agree, um, because you don't know how it, you know it plays out at the end of the season. There's a lot of speculation, obviously, of Leonard leaving, and we'll see. Well, I'm not even going to talk about that, but but the point is is, is very uh, valid here, and that's enjoy what's happening right now because in the you know the 25 plus year franchise history it has never been mm-hmm. like this, man. It's never. We have never had a chance to really make it to the finals. We were saying earlier today, it's NBA finals or bust, right? Like, we need this one. Yeah. Yeah. This year, I mean, last year we thought it could have been the year, but obviously things turned out differently. And uh, this year, we're hoping for better things. It's funny, I was talking to uh, one of my colleagues at work yesterday, and he's kind of soured from the Toronto sports team just because... The nature of Toronto team, you know, bringing everybody's hopes up just to let them down. And I can see that. I can't. I can't blame him. Yeah. But you just have to have that faith, especially this year. Just there's so much to look forward to with these Raptors that I can't. I cannot not watch and you know cheer them on and look forward to them making the finals. So. Um, you know, maybe not this week, but maybe we'll try and find a couple clips for uh, Jack it up for next week. There was a, a, a thing Jack was talking about. I'm not sure if you heard it during the broadcast or you might have missed it in transit. Um, but he talked about the Kaepernick situation. And, you know, whenever Jack speaks, the man is really intelligent. Mm-hmm. Eh? He he just gets it. Yes, he is. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. look out for some Jack good up, guy. Uh, segments in the in the near future. That's yeah, one of our one of our new segments on Trap Chat Alley. We have another segment. Was, um, I mean, we kind of had it in the previous seasons, but it wasn't official. But this season, we have a segment called "What the Ref," which is where we look at referee calls, just specifically blown calls, because Raptors fans know. And again, just as I was saying, Kawhi Leonard had one of those calls today, for sure. Non-calls. You know, he looked at the ref like, really, bro? Yeah. Like, really? Really? Yeah. And it's yeah. going to happen a yeah, lot. Yeah, we're going to have to acclimate uh, Kawhi to the, uh, to the situation here in Toronto. <laughs> I, you know what? I think he's the perfect guy to get past some of that crap. He's not one to complain. He don't cry. He just plays the well, game. And he plays it right, you know? He even, he even said when, when he was... 
Yeah, when he was asked uh, what he misses about the game, he, he went on a little bit of a spiel. He said everything, and he included bad referee calls as part of what he misses of the game. So that goes to show you, you know, he's, he's really passionate about the game. He realizes that these things will happen, and that's part of the game. That's just what it is. Uh, he doesn't get too caught up in it like, you know, certain other players end up getting texts and all that type of stuff. But, you know, he's so engaged. So even today, if I'm engaging with referees on a few calls, just trying to figure out where exactly the call came from, see the state. Um, how'd your fantasy team do? Tonight? Yeah. Uh, from what I've been seeing, I mean, there's still some games in progress, but what I've been seeing, uh, decent. Not bad. Decent. Uh, again, uh, for those who don't know, my my draft was not very good. Uh, I got disconnected during the draft, which is like the worst thing that could happen. But the auto draft picks from my team weren't the worst. They weren't the best, but they weren't the worst. So I have a workable team. I'm going to have to do a lot of GM work to get it to a point where it's really in contention. But with that said, you know, I have some nice people on the team. And nice. uh, I did I did take a quick look at some of the stats of the players that are playing tonight and doing okay. And I, and I looked at our trap chat team as well. And, you know, we're doing all right. We were up. Well, not, I can't remember what it is exactly, but we were up. So. Good on us. Every fantasy team that I picked the team right now is up. So let's hope it stays that way for the rest of the week. Yeah. Uh, right. And then one more game in the upcoming week. Uh, on Saturday, yeah, they'll play Washington. Um, yeah. Is John Wall going to be the same kind of player? John Wall. Every year, it seems like John Wall at the beginning of the year, everyone's trying to figure out what he's going to be or what he's going to contribute to the team. Um, he's been very vocal about who he had surrounding him over the last couple of seasons. Uh, management made a few changes this season, so the team in itself is one thing, but then John Wall, uh, I think he's still going to be an all-star for sure. Um, he wants to prove to everybody that he's an elite-level player. So he has that chip on his shoulder that he's working with. But I don't know how much more of an upside he has compared to what we've already seen. That, that's my concern. Um, that's why I asked the question. I don't, yeah. So do I see, like, Washington making major strides this season? Not really. I don't, I don't think they change enough to really move you know, their positioning within the Eastern Conference. Um, so, talk a bit about, um, we talked a bit about how we thought that the Raptors in Boston are ahead of everyone else in the East. Talk about the, the next, you know, tier play, or tier teams like Milwaukee, Philly, who else makes the playoffs in the East? Okay, well, Philly, Philly's still young. They have a lot of talent, but they're a very young team. Uh, after the opening game, this is actually the tip-off game for the whole NBA season. Uh, Philly versus Boston, and Boston pretty much smashed Philly. And Embiid had one of those incredible sound bites that he comes with. And he basically said that they always pretty much, there's no real yeah. 
there's no real rivalry between the Celtics and the Sixers. So, I mean, that alone, as funny as that sound like what was, that alone kind of shows you the disparity between those two teams. Agreed. So this has been a special Trap Chat alley-oop. Uh, Mikey Charlie's live from the Scotiabank Arena, formerly, formerly the Air Canada Center. Uh, this has been a blast. We're going to have to do more Now the of SBA. Yeah. We're going to yeah. have to do oh, some for more sure. of Yeah, um, for sure. So I, I, My name is Illicit. This is Trap Chat Alley-oop. And, you know, we do this every week. You know? Remember. Yes. Don't forget to count. I remember. We are now... Yeah, ciao. And we are now on Spotify. So find us on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Anywhere you check your podcast, you're there. Just search TCAO. Subscribe, listen, and tell somebody to tell somebody. That's right. So Trap Chat, Alley-Oop, I'm Illicit. He's Mikey Charlie's. Yo, we're doing this again next week, so you know what it is. make sure what we, you know you listen, listen in, tune in. You know what it is. Trap yeah. chat alley you for fans. Yes. For better. For worse. For worse. Forever. Peace, y'all. Peace.